All right, welcome to this episode of uh, Robotech Fan. I'm your host, Doug Bendo, and today we have another exciting pre-recorded episode of Robotech Fan. So yeah, today's going to be uh, pre-recorded. It's not going to be the same um, as it was like in the last episode that was like three hours long, because that there was a live episode. And as you guys can see, live episodes get out there. It's kind of funny, because uh, Maurice, when we started the episode, he wanted to basically do a, um, <coughs> sorry, he, he wanted to do like a much shorter episode. Um, so this way we could just like stay on, on one topic, stay on one point and then do it that way. Um, but you know, when, when you podcast long enough, you, you realize that you're going into like the hours you, you, you rarely ever end up podcasting an episode and just doing it for, shall we say, like a 20 or, or 30 or even 40, 40 minute swing. It just, it just doesn't happen. You've got too many personalities. You got people wanting to say things and, um, you know, you, you try to go after something that's pretty well rounded. And in addition to that, you know, people, people who listen to the show, listen to the show and, you know, whether it's like an hour long or, you know, five hours long, like Robotech fan has proven, people still download the stuff. They do. Now, of course, there's always the whole, like, I could break it up into, you know, segments and stuff like that and do it that way. And I may start doing that depending on how live episodes go, only because they are so long. And, you know, that that is a reality. I mean, like, they are pretty damn long. Um, the other thing is this, is that I am starting now to think about doing, uh, YouTube, um, in the sense of just posting the podcast actually up on YouTube because Kaiser had talked about that and I, you know, I, he's not the first person to mention it. And the reason why is because like the free conference call software just works so well that it's honestly kind of silly not to actually do that. So I'll probably decide within the next week if I want to do that or not. And then, of course, if I change my mind, I change my mind. Um, but like I said, uh, you know, live episodes just take a long time. They do. They, they tend not to be done in like, you know, a three to five to 15 minute span. And really, there wouldn't be much sense in listening to my podcast if it didn't have some type of healthy length of conversation to it. Um, otherwise, I'd just be some idiot babbling, and nobody wants to have that. So, um, or at least I don't. So, um, you know, whether you're in love with my voice, or whether you think I'm in love with my voice, or whether we're both in love with my, with my voice, I mean, the, the bottom line is, is you do get, you know, a certain, shall we say a certain satisfaction of, of, you know, content versus time that plays into this. And I, and I think that, you know, again, it's, it's fair in the way that this rolls out. So that's the first thing that I, I wanted to start off with here, um, in this conversation. Now, um, the conversation that I'm, I'm wanting to have today is basically going to center around actually what we talked about last time. And, and the reasoning for that is, I found that conversation very, uh, very interesting. And, and here's the thing, like, Maurice and Kaiser bring up really good points. They do. Um, you know, they, they, they bring up great topics of conversation within Robotech, and they do take things from a different spectrum. They do, you know. Um, you know, one, you know, deals with the fandom, um, and he does deal with, you know, uh, the Robotech, uh, shall we say, the, uh, you know, the elements of Robotech. Um, you know, the other one um, has a very abstract, you know, look in, in the way that, you know, you can look at Robotech and, and apply it to the real world and, and stuff like that. And, and, and I would say the other one does too, but uh, one is more focused on that. So, you know, different fans basically bring to the fandom, you know, different elements of conversation. They do. If anything, I'm more like a, a you know, a facilitator of, of sorts. That's, that's what I am. Um, but different fans do literally bring different elements of conversation to it. So the, the kind of fan I am is I like to talk about Robotech and the purity of Robotech. That's why I have Robotech zero zero. Like that's my thing. Like that's what I love, you know? Um, 
I like to talk about the story within its within within its story. Um, you know, its, its universal context and, and stuff like that, and you know, having good Robotech conversation and, and things of that nature. And that's just who I am. You know, uh, other fans, you know, they, they like to uh, talk about Robotech, but they like to talk about it more in a if you could apply it to the real world, or if you could like look at it from you know a an alternate you know reality that doesn't necessarily deal with Robotech's reality, but deals with our own. You know, um, that's that's what they like to do. Uh, there are other fans that like to talk about Robotech, but not so much just necessarily in, in one form of continuity, but they like to talk about Robotech among a variety of forms of continuity. You know, again, this is what makes, you know, the fandom the fandom. So, I will say this. It doesn't mean I want to engage in every conversation that happens. Uh, like, for example, when it comes to Robotech and when it comes to talking about alternate forms of continuity and then meshing them together, I think that's where, you know, things get a little mismatched. I think that's where a lot of problems have come from. And I personally don't like to do that. Like, I believe if you want to talk about the novels, then leave the novels as the, as the novels, effectively. If you want to... Um, you know, um, address, you know, other elements of, you know, Robotech in, in their, in their entirety within their own given continuities. Like, for example, the 85 episodes is the 85 episodes, or Shadow Chronicles is Shadow Chronicles, or Love Love Alive is Love Love Alive. You can definitely do that. If you want to compare and contrast, again, I think that that's totally fine too. I, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. But I do think where, you know, things, for a while had fallen apart within the Robotech fandom is you had these people who watched the 85 episodes. Then what they did is they read the novels and then what they tried to do is they tried to effectively, you know, conflate um, the two formats into one and then say, okay, this is what it is. You know, what they don't explain in the 85 episodes, they explain in the novels and what they don't explain in the novels are shown in the 85 episodes. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. They're two totally different medium formats. They're two totally different forms of storytelling. They are telling a very similar story, although not the same story, because if they were the same story, then it would be verbatim, verbatim, the same, you know, the same language being used. Um, in the same terminologies and in the same, I want to say, gravity of, uh, of thought. But, you know, taking that, taking that part out of the equation here for what we're talking about, really, where the Robotech fandom did run into problems, and, and I do, they, I still do believe they do run into problems, or they will run into problems once when they get themselves reestablished, um, or we, I should say, get ourselves reestablished under you know uh, under a singular banner, banner again. Is it's the meshing of of, uh, of continuities and trying to make something fit that doesn't fit. But you know, again, it's not novels versus. 85 episodes, you know, any more than it's 85 episodes versus, you know, um, Shadow Chronicles. You could also talk about the comics, you know, you could do that. Um, you could talk about, you know, the RPGs, you know, so there are a variety of things from where you can come from and say, wait a second here, okay, you can't be meshing this stuff together because if you start meshing this stuff together, it really does end up hurting the actual narrative of what is going to exist. I mean, like that that's just a, a flat-out reality. And um, I think that, again, you know, when, when you're talking about Robotech, you know, fans, and you're talking about um, what the fandom has missed out on and what the fandom needs to look, you know, look at going forward... Um, these are the kind of things that really do, um, they, they really do have the highest priority in terms of the kind of conversations that need to take place. Uh, because it, without having the rules, the, the regulations of common understanding, and, and I'm not talking that you need to have, you know, set rules, okay? I'm not saying that, like, there doesn't necessarily need to be rules on how to have a conversation. At the same time, 
what there does need to be is a common understanding, you know, commonality that everyone's able to look at and say, hey, you know what? You know, if we're going to talk about it, we'll talk about it in this way. If we're going to talk about it, we'll talk about it in that way. And I'm not saying we're talking about name calling or anything to that effect, but it's just the legitimacy of sanity that is actually in the conversation. Because again, that's what hurts the, the, the cross typing of continuities and stuff like that. What happens is you get into a scenario where for all practical purposes, you do lose that sanity clause. You know, and then of course you get the flame wars, and then after that, you know, you get shitty ass productions, and then after that, you get, you know, the excommunication of, 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 uh, Robotech fans. And then after that, you get the mass exodus of Robotech fans. And then after that, you know, before you know it, your, your Kickstarter projects end up imploding on you, and then so on and so forth. Like, that's exactly what you end up getting. Like, that's, that's Robotech in a nutshell. Pretty much, I, I'd have to sit up here and say that is definitely uh, Robotech in a nutshell, if I talked about their fandom. Um, but, you know, setting that aside, um, there are some, you know, good things that do come out of it. Uh, there are, I mean, and, and really what you're looking at right now is you are looking at a transformation in the fandom. The fandom is actually going through a transformation where, you know, basically... Robotech.com has been wiped out. It's gone. It's, it's, it's history. Like, we can just all call it what it is. It's, it's, it's out. You've got Facebook, but Facebook is too broad of a platform for social networking. You know, you have Robotech X, but Robotech X is only for, you know, those who think like them. And the problem with that is that their, their pool of, you know, think tankers in this case, um, are highly limited, you know, and then of course you had RDFHQ and, and look what happened there, you know, um, Cav Scout went and screwed up a site and yeah, it hasn't been the same since. So really the fandom is in limbo at this point and I don't even know if it necessarily can even go back to what it was before. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I don't know if it can actually do that. You know, um, I, I think that, like, you have really the only sites that stand are, like, the RPG sites. Like, that that's basically it. Um, but as far as fan sites go and stuff like that in terms of trying to house a fandom, it's just, it's something that doesn't work. Um, and, and, it, and it doesn't work for obvious reasons. Um, you You basically, to begin with, have a site that's created by a person who wants to impose for all practical purposes they they are looking to impose their view of Robotech on you that's that's basically how every single Robotech fan site has ever gone that I've seen you know they want to impose their view now some are more tolerant than others or I'll put it this way they have a certain level of tolerance um, but then what happens of course is their tolerance runs out and once when their tolerance runs out, um, you know, you're gone. They kick you out. You're banned. You know, you, you got to move on to the next. You know, and, and, and what they, they tend to forget is there comes a point where you've just kicked out too many people. You know, where effectively, you know, you're not banning one or two people. What you're doing is you're banning four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, you know, then you get up into, you know, like the twenties, thirties, fifties, you know, going into the hundreds and, and then before you know it, you, you got really nobody left. And again, that's what happened to Robotech.com. But I had also sit up here and point out that's effectively, you know, what has happened to many Robotech fan sites over. You know, so it's not just like a Robotech.com thing as much as I would sit up here and point out that it's like a Robotech, you know, uh, just thing over that, that whenever these people make sites and they say, Oh, I'm going to sit up here and make this site that's going to, you know, allow for, you know, freedom of, of, uh, expression and, you know, for, for fans to be able to, you know, congregate and do whatever they're going to do. And we're going to have open forms of discussion you know, then what happens is, okay, you, you said you, you're going to have all that going on, but what are going to be the rules to discussion? 
you know. And of course, once when you start going down that path of rules, you know what happens. You know, you, you really don't have the the freedom of speech per se. You don't like you you don't have the freedom of idea. You don't have the ability to express your views in the way that you want to express them within, I want to say, reasonable, reasonable, you know, limits based on the based on the age set that you have going on um, with the Robotech fandom. And that's another thing that I got to point out. The Robotech fandom is not like five years old. It's not six years old. I mean, you're talking like people who are in their 30s, people who are in their 40s, people who are in their 50s. I mean, like, you're talking about a, a, a new millennial going forward fan base at this point in time. I mean, like, that's really what makes it what it is. You know, you're not going to have... You know, some, some, uh, you know, nine year old kid getting on, you know, a Robotech fan site and then saying, Oh man, let me go read through all this forum nonsense. Like, that's not what they do. That's, that's not the expansion of a nine year old or a 10 year old or a 12 year old or a 13 year old. It's just not that. They have other things to do, such as not be on websites and be social with their friends, so on and so forth. You know, and beyond that, to the point of, of what I'd even say in the way that you know, adults discuss things online, okay? Because let's let's just face the fact that the Robotech fan base is an adult based fan fan base. You know, that comes down to the parents and their parental guidance. It does. You know, like like if your child's reading things online that you believe are offensive or they take offensive, you know, either right way, um, that right there is a is a um shall we say, uh, a moment for you to step in as a parent and then say, okay, you know, we're going to keep going with this or we're not going to keep going with this because I either approve or I disapprove, you know? And this is one of the things, you know, that I, I look at and I just sometimes it, it blows my mind how you create an adult I'm sorry, you well yeah you do you for all practical purposes do create an adult site based on the content that's actually there, you know now in most cases you would think adult site you think you know pornography and stuff like that and that's not what we're talking about, what we're talking about is Robotech is a site or was a site, Robotech.com was a site that was primarily geared towards adults it was you know, adults who are part of this sci-fi franchise. The, like, that's just the reality. And, 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 and it's not, it has it nothing to do with, you know, uh, pornography. It has nothing to do with any form of smut. It has nothing to do with anything like that whatsoever, actually. You know, Robotech doesn't have any of that in it. Um, what it has to deal with is the fact that the age group of the Robotech fan base merely has passed on in terms of number of years versus back when it was like 1985, 1986, you know, when Robotech was being syndicated, you know, live. So the other thing I'd point out is this, is when you're, when you're asking like $130 for like a beta fighter or something like that, no nine-year-old kid's going to shell out that kind of money. That there is an adult that does that, you know, so, so again, I, you know, I, I want to point out from this end, this is like one of the bigger, bigger challenges that, you know, fan sites actually have because they don't realize that you are dealing with an older fan base and, and how that older fan base wants to basically conduct itself from the standpoint of a conversational piece isn't necessarily always the way that you would naturally envision it, you know. Um, I, I, I kind of feel like, you know, when I look at Robotech fan sites, um, Robotech fans basically want to go back to the old Greek form way of discussion, where everybody basically sits, you know, on a around a, a, a stone, you know, base um, platform, um, and each person, you know, within the the uh, democracy of the conversation has their say, has their their due. Um, in what they have to say. Uh, but then, 
it's all of some type of surreal, you know, cleansliness in, in the way that the conversation is carried out so that no one will sit up here and think that anyone else is of the lesser. You know, that's, and, and, and that's what it is. It's like, it's trying to have it both ways. It's like me basically trying to tell you that you're wrong, but allowing you to be right. And I believe ultimately this is one of the big things that really has hurt, you know, the, uh, the franchise. You know, I, I, I really do believe that. I believe that, like, when you look at the fandom, when you look at how the websites are done, when you, when you look at exactly what has gone on, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to sit up here and figure this out. It is the controlling mechanisms of regulation that really do hurt, A, the conversational, you know, aspect of things, but B, the participation within the conversation. And then C, you know, the fallout from that. You know, the, the, the penalties that are, are laid down upon, you know, selected members and stuff like that based on just how they, they want to do what they want to do. You know, and, um, you know, you just ask yourself one question. How's it working out for them? You know, Robotech X got its biggest viewings when I was over there. You know, uh, Robotech.com. You go back to Robotech.com and, and you go back to those, those Robotech.com forum days. Okay. Like, when I was there. Okay. And you're talking like, literally in terms of replies, just hundreds in terms of replies. That's what you're talking about. Conversations going back and forth and stuff like that. You know, you, you know, and, and, and it goes beyond that. It does. I mean, you can look at basically, um, you know, RDFHQ when I was on there. You know, when I was on these sites, these sites got their highest viewership. They got their highest ratings. You know, I guess in the Robotech, you know, community, I'm kind of like a rock star from that sense. You know, that's who I am. You know, I'm, I'm like the, the, uh, Dare I say the the Donald Trump of Robotech, in in I want to say in a celebrity, you know, fashion. Um, and remember, in the end, he won. So anybody who wants to complain about that, the dude still won. And, and and that's the whole thing. I'm a winner. But my my point of what I'm saying here, what I'm trying to go after in this, is that what happens is these sites will sit up here and, and have people who want to regulate them and believe that things should be dealt with in a, in a certain given kind of manner. That's what they, they want to do. Not understanding that it's the discourse that takes place that basically adds to that, you know, that energy which makes other people want to, you know, tune in and participate and things like that. You know, and, and quite frankly, it may not be in the way that, you know, you expected it to be or intended it to be or idealistically envisioned when you set out to do this, but it's basically what takes its course. And you got a real simple, you know, thing here, all right, which is you can have 25 people read your post or you can have 1,400 people read your post. Take your pick of how you want to do it. You know, I mean, like, seriously, that's, that's, that's how it is in some cases. You know, you look at some of these sites and some of these sites had never had traffic greater than when I had posted what I posted on there. And that there even was, that there just showed you even in of itself, the following that I had from a podcasting perspective that, I mean, like that right there, like literally just showed you exactly how when people go, well, you know, what about your podcasting audience, Doug? You know, what does it really entail, so on and so forth, and all of the above. You know, from a, a ro- Robotechian perspective, um, or fan-based perspective, by far, yeah, I definitely have the biggest, the biggest, you know, audience out there. I do. Like, even coming back, I'm bigger 
than everybody else is. That's just how it is. I mean, like, that's just how it works out. I mean, unless someone else wants to start throwing out some numbers and then posting them up so everyone can see them, but you don't see that. You don't see it because they're not there. Now, I'm quite sure there might be, like, one person out there that spiked above me um, for a brief second in time because I wasn't doing anything. But I, even when I went into hiatus, as it were, which, not like, realistically, I didn't go into hiatus in the way that these other guys did. Um, I just closed the chapter on it. Like, it was done. It was over. But even if you were to take, take it from that standpoint, you know, the the reality is... Even in my hiatus format, if, if we want to call it that, I was still higher than everybody else. You know, and, and, and again, this is, this is just how this works, or just about everybody. Because like I said, there might have been one person out there higher than me, but I, you know, not that I've seen. But that's my point to, to what I'm going after here, which is, you know, sometimes you have elements that you don't necessarily agree with. Okay. And it comes down to how do you want to deal with those elements? And in many cases, what happens is you, you see where there's just really no, no willing to accept a different point of view. You know, there, there isn't. And this is why nothing ever gets, never gets done. You know, or, or why things just don't get done, I should say. Now, contrast that with my show. And what I mean by that is, look what happens. You get one or two people who come on the show, and all of a sudden what we're able to do is we're able to have these, you know, crazy long conversations that are highly engaging. You know, we're able to do that. And, um, you know, it, it's not even a thing of, are we running out of content to talk about? No, we're not. I mean, like, we could talk for, like, an entire day, you know, from the standpoint of, of, of Robotechnanism, maybe an entire week or an entire month. And in my earlier days of podcasting, if you guys do recall... I was on here every single day with a fan base, you know, just talking it up. I mean, like, that's that's what I was actually doing. I mean, like, if you guys do recall that. You know, so when you're open to having discussions, you know, it, it doesn't mean that you're compromising your your understanding of what you believe or the beliefs of what you have of your understanding. It doesn't mean you're doing that at all. Okay? In any way, shape, or form. It doesn't mean that. What it means is that you're willing to put yourself out there in a form that you believe you can best articulate, and you're willing to be challenged, and you're willing to challenge others. And that challenging aspect is where I think a lot of people do have a problem. Because what they find out is the ideas that they had, the concepts that, that they believed, the things that they felt really actually, you know, put them in the stratosphere of where they rank themselves in their mind may not always necessarily be what the case really is. And I, I do think that that's, um, you know, it's sad in one sense. Um, but in another sense, that's, that's also what makes good conversation as well. You know, if, if you walk into the room, or, yeah, yeah, if you do walk into the room, um, whatever room that is, you don't want to be the dumbest person in the room. You don't want to be the dimmest bulb on the Christmas tree. You don't want to be the dullest tool in the shed. You know, you, you don't want to be just that person. You know, so naturally what happens is this, is that you want to believe that you know more than what you probably really do. You want to believe that you can articulate um, and execute a conversation better than what you really can. 
And I mean, that, that's natural. That's, that's how a lot of people are. I mean, because nobody wants to be, you know, the bottom rack. Nobody wants to be that. Now, in my case, it's not whether I believe it one way or another. It's more of, I just have to say what I have to say, and that's just that. You know, it's, I don't care about being on the top. I don't care about being on the bottom. It just so happens that a lot of the time I do end up at the top, and very seldom, I mean very, 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 very seldomly, do I ever end up at the bottom. You know, and that's, and that's just how, how it works, you know, from, from, from my, you know, vantage point. Now, that doesn't mean, again, that I'm, you know, the, the, the smartest Robotech fan out there uh, when it comes to Robotech. It doesn't mean I'm the most versed Robotech fan out there. Um, although I've probably said in the past that I am, because it sounds really nice to say on, say on my podcast. But no, seriously speaking, you know, it, um, it, it doesn't mean that. It just means that when I go to compare myself with certain individuals, I'm smart enough to compare myself with people that I know are not going to outdo me when it comes to Robotech. Like, for example, Tommy Yoon. You know, Tommy Yoon's an idiot. You know, he, he just is. He's an idiot. It just, what has happened to Robotech in the way that it's happened, uh, the decline of the franchise, uh, the lack of, of engagement from the fans, you know, and, and this large in part was brought about by his Robotech projects. You know, um, all these things caught up with him. They finally caught up with him, you know, and you could basically say the whole team at Harmony Gold just doesn't have it together. They, they really don't. They, they really don't know what they're doing. And this is something that, you know, um, Kaiser was wanting to talk about. You know, he, he was wanting to talk about, which we did talk about to some degree. But, you know, this is something that he was wanting to talk about, which was, hey, look at, you know, the fandom. Look at the state that it's in. Hey, guess what? This is just, this is what you call failure. And it's true. Like, I had talked about this in, in my coming back. Remember, when, when I came back, what was the first thing I hit up on? Hit up on? It was the Robotech fandom. What's the first thing I nailed? It was the Robotech fandom. The first thing I pointed out, Robotech fandom. You know, the state of the fandom. That's really what it was. It really was the state of the fandom. Like, there is no more forums. There are no more, you know, um, like fan sites and stuff like that. You really don't have any of that stuff left. I mean, you have a couple things there, but, like, literally, it is a couple. You know, let's not kid ourselves. It's a couple. Um, you don't have a growth of the fandom. And, you know, large in part, what you also have is a situation where you really have missed the point where there should have been by now a, a cross-platforming of cultures within the Robotech fandom. And this is one of the things I find very, very odd. Okay? This is something that I find extremely odd. Harmony Gold totally missed it when it came to being able to cross-platform, you know, their, their Spanish-speaking, um, or Espanol-speaking either, either way. Um fan base with their English fan base. In the same way that um, Robotech is supposedly popular in China. You know, supposedly. You know, I I, I do wonder if they even <clears throat> if they actually even um, uh, know the same Robotech story as we do. Um, because I, I would I'd find that fascinating to see how they interpretate that. But, you know, Robotech is supposed to be popular in China. Um and, you know, to the point of that, it's like, okay, well, where's the proof in it? You know, I mean, as far as that goes. Because um, I remember how they were talking about, ah, we're doing comic books and they're going to China and, and, and so on and so forth. And I'm like, yeah, no. No, Chinese, like, like l- literally, Chinese comic book sales are not going to, to further the Robotech fandom. I, I'm sorry, they don't. Um, and... The thing is this, you know, Robotech is is worldwide. It, it is everybody knows that. Um, it is spoken in many different languages. It is taken in in many different languages, and there is no cross platforming in terms of cultural, you know, uh, a cultural sense 
that Harmony Gold was able to capitalize on. You know, even at the, shall we say, zenith, all right, the zenith of what they were, what they believed they were doing right, okay, whether they were doing it right, obviously, it's been proven now it wasn't, but even at the zenith, the height of where they believed that they were right and, and they believed I was wrong, um, along with many other Robotech fans, they were never able to capitalize on that. And, and I do believe that's another problem that they have. I believe that the the inability, like literally the inability to actually capitalize on, you know, your, your, um, your fandom, you know, from a multi, you know, from, from a, from a multi background standpoint is, is huge. It's huge. Because I mean, like, whether someone comes from the Philippines or whether someone comes from, you know, South America, um, you know, or Central America, either, either one, or whether they come from, you know, Canada or whether they come from, you know, somewhere in Africa, um, and, and I know in the way that I phrase this, I, I talked about, you know, continents, regions, and countries, but that's my whole point. It shouldn't make a difference. Like, like it shouldn't. You know, whether, whether I mention a continent, whether I mention a, a, a country, whether I mention a, a region, it really should not make a difference in terms of how Harmony Gold should be pursuing them to bring them into the fan base and to really allow them to you know, t- to work in conjunction with, I want to say, the Robotech fandom. Like, like that shouldn't matter whatsoever. <laughs> because despite what makes them them in their, shall we say, personal or everyday life that they operate in, when they come to Robotech, they're still a Robotech fan. They're still a Robotech fan. And again, I think that this is just something that's missed. I think this is something that, you know, um, all too often, uh, you know, it is forgotten that you don't just have like an English speaking cast or a, a Spanish, um, speaking cast or a, you know, Canadian, you know, speaking cast or, and by Canadian, I'm talking uh, Quebecians, them, uh, or uh, you know, it's not a European thing. It's not a you know an, an Asian thing. Um, it's not a black thing or a white thing. I mean, like it, it literally, they're all the same fans. Effectively, when it comes to the commonality of what they like, which is which is the story, which is is the is the franchise, it's the product. I mean, like it's it's the it's the driving mechanism for why they're here. Now, to what story they like, and for what reasons they like that story, that's where things get fun. You know, so maybe someone likes the novels, but they don't like the 85 episodes. Or maybe they like the 85 episodes, but they don't like the novels. You know, um, remember, if you were to look, I would say, at the end of the earlier part of my podcasting, I think I would say about that time frame. Um, what you had is you had, you know, Robotech fans who were professing the novels. They were. Like, it was all novel, 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 novel. That's what it was. It was nothing but novels. And it, it, there was nothing else. Uh, I mean, 85 episodes, you were a barbarian if, if, if you liked those things. You weren't civilized. You know, you gotta read Robotech. You can't watch Robotech. You gotta read it. You know, you gotta soak in those words. Um, and that's, that's basically how it was. You know, it, it really was. It was like soaking in the sun. You gotta soak in those words. You're gonna soak that print off that page into your head. You know, it's gonna drive into your brain and that's gonna be your Robotech. Like, if you recall, that's the way, the way it really was though. Like, people believed for some reason the novels were the way to go. Like, the novels were so awesome. The novels this, the novels that, the novels the other. You know, which half the time I wondered if most of these people 
had ever even read the novels that they claim they read. Okay. Because they sure as hell couldn't, you know, base a conversation off them. Um, and I mean a meaningful conversation. You know, when you, when you think back to like Robotech, you know, Robotech fan, you talk about the beginning, going into the middle, going even towards the end. You know, we talked about a lot of Robotech. Or more important, look at Robotech Zero Zero. Again, we talk about a lot of Robotech. We do, yeah. We talk about a lot of Robotech. And, you know, you look at <laughs> these people professing the novels, right? Like them reading their Robotech. And they'll be lucky if they can get a 15-minute conversation out of it. I mean, seriously. It's an embarrassment. It is absolutely an embarrassment that here you are professing that the Robotech novels are this, that, and the other, and you keep talking it up, and yet you can't even hold a 15-minute conversation on your own with it. You know, and, and look at it like this. I've done about 40 minutes just talking about the basic, you know, obstacles that, that have been driven into the Robotech fandom. You know, and, and keep in mind, this is very different from what I talked about at the beginning of New Year's. So, it's not like I'm even, you know, rehashing my same old stuff. I'm not. Like, this here is new content. It's new conversation. And not because I'm just starting it up on a different day, but because literally it is a new conversation. So, if you think back, like, way, way, way back when, yeah, people were up here talking about, until years ago, Robotech novels. That's the hot thing. Robotech novels this, Robotech novels that. It's all about the Robotech novels. You know, oh, it's 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 not about the 85 episodes. You know, um, people wanted to discredit those. And if you remember even before that, if you remember before that, um, they were trying to, like, like, a lot of these same Robotech fans were trying to alter the uh, primary continuity of the 85 episodes. And they were, you know, trying to, you know, say that, hey, the novels are canon and, 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 and the novels are the way that you gotta go and, and the novels tell the whole story and all this other crap, you know. And it's like, yeah, they're, they're canon to the point that you can't even hold, again, a 15 minute episode. I'm sorry, not, yeah, well, yeah, it's true, yeah. A 15 minute episode within a podcast. You know, um, and, and here some of these podcasters, like, literally had, like, what, what was it, like, they have like uh, five, ten, fifteen people at their show, and and they could barely make it past the half an hour mark with all those, you know, with all those people, and they, for the life of them, could not hold a show together. And it was funny because I ended up getting, and and again, you know, um, the whole reason to why I started this back up is that I was asked uh, to go on to a show. And I was like, screw that. If I'm going on to your show, I can just, you know, do my own show. That's what I can do. I don't need to go on to your show. I can just do my own show and call it a day. You know, so... A lot of times you do have to look back to where you were and to where you're going. And, you know, in my case, like, for example, talk show is pretty much gone. You know, uh, free conference call is definitely the way I'm going to go about doing this now. Uh, you know, you guys in the last episode, yeah, you got the, the stamp of approval was there. You know, it, it worked. And I know it had been working. Um, and now we know how to use it correctly. You know, and quite frankly, there is really no need, there is no need to use talk show anymore. There is no need to go through all that craziness. There just isn't a need for it. You know, and, and, and I'm not going to do it. So... You know, that's that, you know, just from, from that end specifically. Um, but the idea of, of what I'm going after here or what I want to have here um, going forward is I do want to have a, a bigger pool of, of fans um, if they want to participate in it, you know, and it's if they want to, you know. I don't believe that they should have to. You know, I don't believe just because I do a podcast that I have to have live viewers here. I don't believe that at all. I never believe that. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, people who, who don't do podcasting uh, make a huge mistake and they think, well, your show can't be that great of a show because you don't have, you know, alternate personalities there. And it's like, no, no, that's not what it is. 
You just need to have a personality strong enough to compensate for the lack of personalities that you have there. That's what it is. You know, so again, I could point to, you know, shows where you have like multiple personalities there. And yet, you know, they can't even, you know, cut a hot knife through butter. I mean, like, they, they can't do it because that is how, how void they are of personality on a, you know, individual level. You know, um, in, in my case, it's like the exact opposite. My personality can run an entire show. You know, and, and we're not even talking like for an hour. We're talking about like for three, four, five, six. I could probably do it for a whole damn day and it wouldn't be a problem at all. You know, and again, I wouldn't complain about it in the least if that's how it had to be. But, you know, more importantly than that, the, the idea of where I want to go is what you guys saw in this last episode, which is you get people here, you know, you have people here. And the people that you have here, that you bring here, really can express their views of what Robotech is. They're able to, you know, and in, in, in doing that, what that does is that opens up the conversation, you know, and you see what happens when you open up the conversation. You get longer record times, which means you get longer episodes, which means that in effect, what I can realistically do is break down the episodes if I feel like doing that. And then, you know, uh, post up multiple episodes and go here. You guys got three episodes for the week. Have at it. Or you got one long episode for the week. Have at it. You know, so there, again, there are different ways to do this, but there are also different formats. You know, free conference call is one great format that I like. Um, but in reality, uh, I wouldn't actually use it to house anything. And, and you got talk shoe. I mean, which is true. I mean, like the, anybody who, who, um, who has been around the Robotech podcasting community for a while now knows that you get a lot of your Robotech podcasting from talk shoe. Um, but it, that's not the only place you have iTunes, you know? And it's, it's a, it's a fact. You've got iTunes. People download Robotech off of our podcasting, our Robotech podcast shows off of iTunes. Like that is a fact. I cannot deny that whatsoever. You know, and you don't even get the stats for that. You don't even know who's doing that one. So, you know, again, I, I just think that like when, when you're talking about Robotech and you're, you're talking about like the fandom in the sense of, you know, what you guys, you guys experienced on, um, on last Saturday, uh, for those of you who, who have listened to the episode now that, that I, that I uploaded after Saturday, that is, um, you just got to keep in mind that there's a lot of great things that effectively, you know, can come out of this. And, um, you know, when we talk about a lot of great things, you know, partly what we are talking about is we are talking about the fact that, um, you know, the conversation can be there if you want it to be there. Like, it can definitely be there if you want it to be there. You know, and, and it's all up to you. It is. It's like, are you going to come to the show? Are you going to talk? You know, are, are, and if not, do you want to just come to the show and do you want to, to learn? You know, broaden your horizons. Like, the, in, in my older days of, you know, um, or now younger days, I guess you could say, um, of, uh, podcasting, you know, way back when, um, a long time ago in a podcast far, far away, uh, there were plenty of people who came just to listen. That was it. They came, listened to a live show. That was it. They were not trying to do anything other than that. They weren't trying to talk on the show. They never talk on the show. Um, uh, there was this guy named Heatsinker, right? And Heatsinker, like, always blew my mind because he would never talk until after the show was over. And then he would talk. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, is this guy serious? 
Like the dude, ha- the dude has a good voice. He doesn't sound bad or anything. It's like, you know, this guy will not talk during the show. He doesn't want to talk during the show. He, it's just not his thing. He always talks after the show. And, you know, it, it was, again, I think it's, it's, uh, it's a very interesting and sobering, I, I would say, uh, experience from that standpoint that you have different fans that are here for different reasons, you know. But does that mean that you kick people out because they don't want to participate in the actual show itself? They want to be observers? No. You don't. You know, any more than you would kick someone out for going to a forum to view the comments that are there, but not posting one themselves. You know, I mean, like, that's that's also partly how it works. So, going live, you know, is something that, um, for me, I think is, uh, is, uh, pretty important. Um, I, it really does give the fans an outlet, and if you want to be one of those fans, it's great. Um, it really allows for, you know, fans to, be able to express themselves in a format that they want to, provided you can actually speak. Okay, if you can't speak and if you you got to communicate through sign language, then obviously, um, podcast ain't going to be working for you. Okay, because you know obviously I'm not skyping or anything like that, and I don't even know sign language. But I mean, provided you know you're a Robotech fan, you can sit up here and speak, you can articulate yourself, and so on and so forth, then you're good. You're good to go. You know. And keep in mind, this is not, this episode is not a plea to that. It's not a plea to that at all. It's merely stating the facts, which if you look at live episodes, live episodes when you have multiple personalities that really can, you know, work off of each other for conversation can carry out a longer episode. They can. And, uh, I like that a lot. Um, because the length of the episode with the content is what's really, really important. You know, um, it never ceases to amaze me how sometimes you listen to podcasts, you know, Robotech podcasts, no less, and then you hit that, that dead point, you know? You hit the dead point. And when you hit that dead point, it's like, yeah, these guys really have nothing else to say. They really have nothing else to say. And part of the reason for that is they restrict themselves to a hard script. That's what they do. I mean, you know, they're just like, hey, we're going to talk about this, this, and this. And then there you go. And it's like, you look at them and you go, well, wait a minute here. You're going to talk about this, this, and this. But what about this over here? (laughs) Whatever that this over here is. You know. Um, Or what about that over there? Again, whatever that, that over there is, you know, there are things that they miss because they basically try to hard script themselves or they try to, again, be too professional or more importantly, what they do is they try to create parameters for conversation versus allowing, you know, three or I'm sorry, not, not three, but free. That's what I wanted to say. Free thinking thought, you know, there you go. Free thinking thought. Isn't that a great term? But no, it's just, it's, it's open thought, you know, free open thought. That, that's exactly what you need to have. And if you have that, then you're good. But if you, if you, if you try to corner it, if you try to contain it, if you try to set up, you know, barriers and say, well, we can talk about this, but we can't talk about that. Or we can talk about this, but only in the way of this kind of, you know, formality here. Like, if you do those things, then you're never going to get a great conversation. You know, if you do those things, you will never get a great conversation. Regardless, and I do mean this, regardless of the fact, okay, that you may have a good topic on hand. It just doesn't work like that all the time. And this is something that, you know, you you learn as a podcaster. You know, you learn as a podcaster and, and you learn it over time. Now, depending on how quick you quickly you learn it versus how long it actually takes you to, to you know, finesse it, that's an entirely different, you know, topic, which we're not going to get into here. 
but um, you know these websites they they haven't learned it yet. You know, and unfortunately for like Harmony Gold, it's it's too late now. Like they're not going to spring back anytime soon from their dilemma. It's just not going to happen. You know, regardless of what any of those people want to believe, it's just literally not going to happen. It won't. And the reason why it won't happen is because they burn too many fans. And also, the reason to why it won't happen is because they will have to admit, ultimately, by bringing fans back into the fold, that they were wrong and that the fans are right. Now, it doesn't mean that the fans are right for every single thing that they did or every single every single thing that they said. That's not what you're 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 saying there. What it does mean is that um, it's gonna I want to say take some time. But the one thing that is evident is the fact that their their system of methodology, okay, uh, it or their view of it at the very least uh, didn't hold up long term. It didn't, and you know. You got to remember, it's not like they got hit with a, you know, with like a recession um, that brought the company down to financial collapse. It's it's not like, you know, they didn't have any brand new product that was out there. They did. It's just the fact that they had poor execution. <laughs> Sorry about that. They had poor execution, and. Um, you know, they were called out on it. And it's not like it's one of these, like, first-time first deals. Like, it had happened again and again and again and again and again and again. You know, from their standpoint, it did, you know. And what happened was it was just sheer attrition. Harmony Gold could not deal with the attrition of criticism that was brought about by their fan base. And then ultimately, you know, we voted with our wallets. That's what we did. And, you know, as a fandom, you know, we we brought them to a grinding halt. That's basically how it went. So, you know, that's effectively that. Um, but like I said, you know, th- there are things that you just have to sit up here and, and, and take into perspective. Um, you know, I, I would definitely say listen to the three-hour episode, and then, you know, as an exercise, go back and listen to it again. And, and look at how we play off of each other. Look at how we're able to work with, you know, each other's different concepts and stuff like that. And although you had different people, you know, two different people there on the show that had very different things that they wanted to talk about, you know, we were able to talk about those things in their given entirety. Now, I do want to talk about that stuff more, but I'm on a time crunch, so I can't do that today. What I wanted to do today was at least give you guys an episode in contrast to what we had talked about there to say, hey, you know, from, from or at least I'd say from like a, an, a, a data and analysis of, you know, hey, this is what you, you know, you had going on in this episode. This is why it lasted so long. This is what happens when you do things right. Like, the, the episode that you saw, uh, not saw, but listened to, thinking it's like a TV series here, but the episode that you listened to from, you know, a couple nights ago, um, this is why you had the level of energy um, that you had. And although they did have, di- you know, there was, there was, I want to say, um, a level of diversity and opinion, and there was clearly, you know, um, different agendas that were there. Um, this is why everything just flowed together and worked so well. So, um, that's what I'm going to say for now. Uh, we are going to be doing a- another episode of uh, Robotech Fan Live. It's realistically probably going to happen, I want to say, um, next next week. It won't happen this week. I, I don't know. It may happen this week. Um, if it happens this week, it's going to be more like a spur-of-the-moment thing, because I'm honestly thinking 
uh, that I'll be doing Xenoforce from Morn. Um, so, you know, again, I, I got to just figure out the whole time frame thing and how I want to do that. Uh, but I, but I, I got a good feel for how I want to do this now, like alternating, you know, each week between the two of them. Um, now, I don't know how that will go from the standpoint of a pre-recorded episode. Like, Xenoforce Reborn, I may just start doing live, still doing a pre-recorded episode of Robotech. But here's the thing that I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about. If I'm going to be doing, effectively, um, you know, YouTube episodes, if it were, um, like, uh, you know, basically doing a podcast, um, and then doing a, a YouTube, uh, you know, effectively an episode on it, um, then that might change a lot of how I actually juggle this. Because I realistically don't think I can treat, you know, a YouTube version of Robotech Fan in the same way um, that I can, you know, treat a podcast, you know, just a straight podcast version of Robotech Man. So, so we'll see. Um, I mean, definitely it will bring a greater pool of people. Definitely, you know, we will have people that, um, you know, it, the numbers just don't lie effectively. They, they just never do. Um, and of course you'll have greater diverse opinion and stuff like that. And we'll just see how that goes. So with that being said, uh, like I said, I'm going to look into it and, and see how I feel about that. You guys take care. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye.